All right, everybody. Tuesday, May 25th. Probably weren't expecting to hear this beautiful voice, but here it is. And I'm joined by another fantastic voice. The man who's been holding it down all season with the live tweeting, the articles, baseball. Baseball is coming down to the wire here. We're in the ACC tournament for the first time in quite some time. Uh, and excited to talk about little VT baseball here. I'm joined by Sam Jesse, one of the scribes of Saturday. He was holding it down with the locks of Saturday come football season. Um, but Sam, how you doing, my friend? Doing great. Uh, speaking of locks of Saturday, the ACC win totals from DraftKings came out yesterday. So we're already talking about football season as well. But, you know, been a lot of fun covering this tech baseball team. They've been a really young, uh, exciting team. Not a great end to the season, but uh, it, it's still been a blast. Can I ask you, before we uh, talk about our favorite pharmacy in the world, where did they have Virginia Tech? What were some of the lines that stood out to you when it first came out? All right. So Virginia Tech is at seven, which I think is a, a pretty okay. safe number. I'm surprised it wasn't seven and a half, just because if you look at the schedule, um, I mean, they shouldn't, they shouldn't go six and six at all. Uh, that would be a disaster of a season. Um, and then I, I think eight and four is probably like a realistic ceiling, but I, I would probably stay away from Virginia Tech's win loss total. Um, UNC okay. is at 10. Um, I would take the under on that. Um, and, and yeah, UVA was at six. So Vegas thinks they'll be barely making a bowl. I think they're going to be an interesting team because again, like they have kind of a weird schedule, uh, especially with some of their non-conference opponents. So who knows from that one, but it'll be exciting. All of that will move probably this summer and stuff. So it should be a, a good time, and it'll be really interesting to see kind of how the ACC Coastal shapes up for sure. Looking forward to that, uh, getting the locks of Saturday rolling again um, and uh, getting those win totals to go over that. And we got a football's right around the corner. Crazy to think we're uh, not almost there. We're almost to the almost there point. But, Sam, look, Blacksburg resident, Main Street Pharmacy faithful, I could get on here. I could talk about Lord Jeremy Counts. I could talk about Main Street Pharmacy, but I'm going to ask a local, someone who has spent their cold, hard dollars at the pharmacy. Talk to me about Main Street Pharmacy. As we all know, the Sons of Saturday are brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy. Sam, talk about it. Yeah, I, I mean, shop local. You can't get any better than it. You can just walk downtown, get all the stuff you need. You don't need to make a CVS or a Walgreens run. It's all right there for you. Uh, Jeremy, he'll always say hi, smiling face, even behind the mask. You can tell whether Grayson says he has the forehead wrinkles when he smiles. Uh, it's awesome. And it's also a one-stop Sons of Saturday shop. You got t-shirts, flags. Uh, it's, it's awesome. You got to go there, shop local. He's a great guy. And uh, you're going you're gonna to turn it into your number one pharmacy if you're a Blacksburg resident first time you're there. Another thing that uh, is breaking news to you and breaking news to everybody, uh, game day stickers, game day pins, game day t-shirts specific to each game will be sold at Main Street Pharmacy this fall. Um, you go to, you know, South Carolina, Alabama, LSU, they have the beat whoever the hell we're playing tabs, beat whoever the hell we're playing stickers. You're going to be able to get those exclusively at the Main Street Pharmacy. Sam, what's going on with you? Congratulations, cap, gown, graduation. Catch us up on what's going on with you. Yeah, I just graduated with my master's in business and data analytics from tech. 
Uh, that was a fun time. I am now moving back home to Richmond where I'll be working, uh, doing some baseball analytics this summer. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, about to move into an apartment, uh, moving the parents down here in Suffolk, Virginia, right on the water. It's beautiful. So yeah, just kind of in that in-between time, excited to get adult life back up and running. Awesome, man. Hats off to you. Welcome to the Alumni Network, and we're excited uh, excited for you and what your next step is going to be. Without, fur- without further ado, I think before we talk about this baseball season, it's important to start with the positives from where Virginia Tech came in 2019 on to 2021. Can you kind of just break down where this team was a year ago today, what the expectations were going into this season? Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I think before you look at just 2020, because that was such a short season um, and Tech really only got to play a couple non-conference tournaments and, you know, I think one series against Georgia Tech. Uh, In 2019, this team was 26 and 27 and 9 and 21 in the ACC. They're not good. I, I mean, and since, I mean, I think almost for the past, decade Virginia Tech baseball has just not been very good and then you look at this season and not only was this team looking like an NCAA tournament team it was looking like they could potentially host a regional as one of the top 16 seeds in the country Um, you know and then of course kind of the last month and a half they've just completely fallen apart but if you look at how this program has jumped from bottom feeder of the ACC consistently to being able to pretty much hang with any team in the country if they were to play on a weekend. Um, it's, it's really exciting. This year, they finish up the regular season 27 and 23 in overall, and then 16 and 20 in the ACC. And that's with a completely new ball club. Uh, the top five at bats are all freshmen. I mean, that is absurd in the ACC, especially and consider that they lost their ace top, uh, top draft pick Ian Seymour he'll be playing in the show in a little bit Carson Taylor was hitting like 430 or something ridiculous last year before the season ended he's also to the MLB draft so they had to replace some really important parts and they had to replace them with pretty much all freshmen and you know the fact that they are where they are now as a fringe NCAA tournament team probably on the the wrong side of the bubble but I mean this team has done a complete turnaround and uh, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. It's a lot like what kind of the basketball program went through a couple of years ago. I love that comparison. And we've definitely talked about um, coming in at Virginia Tech, seeing where the basketball team was and kind of being a part of, not being a part of, but watching the basketball team really turn that around. And in large part, I think the successes that we're seeing both in recruiting and on the field now where it's paying off is English field. They've done an unbelievable job, a revolutionary top state-of-the-art facility, uh, whether it's the training facilities or the game day environment, given all of the restrictions. You had boots on the ground. You were in the stadium. Talk to me a little bit about just the energy and the game day feel that we were able to produce at English Field and how it kind of went through the season. Season starts off, a lot of restrictions. It's capped, and then the dugout degen started to kick in, and that environment really started to take off. What was it like being at English Field compared to what it was like two, three years ago? English Field is an electric factory. It is so much fun. It is one of the best college ballparks that you're ever going to see. 
Uh, it doesn't, you can go to the SEC and Virginia Tech has a top, top notch home field advantage. The ballpark is beautiful. It's so cool. It's so well laid out. And, you know, one thing with the dugout digens and, you know, how they've basically sold out every game that they could, uh, this team was not expected to be a top half ACC team this year. I mean, they were kind of projected to be fringe NCAA tournament, probably not make it, you know, kind of get beat up on by the higher end ACC teams like Georgia Tech and UVA and Florida State. And I mean, the fans came before the success at English Field, which I think is is really cool. And it speaks to how exciting college baseball can be. Um, Aaron Fitt, who is a writer at D1Baseball.com, which if you're not familiar, is the de facto number one media outlet for college baseball. They do all the rankings that you'll see on TV and stuff like that. He was there for the UVA series, and he said it was one of the best atmospheres that he had seen this year. Um, and that's just that speaks volumes about a guy who's down at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Florida, um, you know, all those powerhouses. So it is a really awesome place. If you're ever in Blacksburg for a game, I highly, highly recommend you go. And it, it's just been a lot of fun. I think the players have really, really enjoyed it. It's been a big boost to them because they didn't really expect it. They've never played in front of fans. And not only the tech players, but also the opponents um, have come and said, like, hey, that was awesome. Getting heckled when you're out there, like, that's so much fun. Um, it just makes the game so much better. It's part of baseball. And, you know, I think the student body at Virginia Tech is starting to really embrace it. And the university is starting to embrace it. And it, it's just a lot of fun. Question for you. So I think, obviously, you have to mention – the series win against North Carolina, the series win against Miami, absolutely incredible. Something that nobody kind of foresaw as we took on the season. But if you really want to talk about kind of the turning point of this season, it really came in the middle of April um, where we dropped a series versus Georgia Tech. And we actually did not end up winning another game or another, I'm sorry, another series in ACC play from then until now. Um, as you kind of look at this tailspin, being around the team as long as you have been and kind of being boots on the ground, what changed? What do you think was the reason for the fall off? Kind of break down what happened there in the middle of April. You know, I've been asked that a lot the last couple of weeks and it's a really hard thing to answer because it's not a slump. It's not a bad couple of weeks. I mean, it's been a month and a half now. We're talking five straight series losses, uh, two and 13 since then. Um, it's just been really bad. And, and the number one thing I think you can point to is just they haven't played good baseball. And that kind of comes with kind of your fundamentals and this team right now in ACC play and, you know, all these stats I'm about to you know, rip off are only in ACC games. And I would keep in mind that Virginia Tech was statistically top half across the board in the ACC in the first half of this season. Right now they're, you know, fielding 971, which is number 10 in the ACC. They've only turned 14 double plays in ACC play. That is dead last in the ACC. They have 50 wild pitches and pass balls combined. That's number 12 in the ACC. I mean, that's just not good baseball, and that's not going to get it done in a year where the ACC is, according to, you know, coach, head coach John Sheff, who has been in the ACC not only with Virginia Tech, but with Maryland back in the day. 
he says it's the deepest conference that he's ever seen in college baseball, just head to toe. There is no easy game. And it, it's just kind of caught up with them. The, the youth on the team has just, it, it's just caught up and they're in a collective slump and it, it just doesn't seem like they can get out of it. When you look at some of the opportunities that we had to turn this season around, I remember following your live tweets uh, during this series. And I think we mentioned it as a potential turning point was this series against Duke. Cause you knew you had Notre Dame coming in and that was going to be a huge challenge. And you had a chance to really turn the games around. And the last two games against Duke at home, we had some great pitching. We gave up four runs in game two of the three game series. We gave up uh, two runs in the, uh, the last game of the series. Uh, and I think that really speaks to kind of the fielding issues uh, that we've seen. Was there a point where you think it was a missed opportunity to kind of right the ship? Um, or where do you think we could have uh, kind of changed some things down the line? Well, I, we've been saying for the past three, four weeks, this is the turning point for Tech. This is where they can get back back in a groove of things, and they just haven't. Uh, the UVA series was a great opportunity, and Virginia Tech was able to take one but just didn't play good baseball throughout. And UVA has been playing really good. And then you turn around, you go play at Duke, and Duke is a team at dead last in the ACC, and all of a sudden they win eight, nine straight games. They're looking really good right now. And – Virginia Tech got some incredible starting pitching out of Anthony Simonelli, who is so much fun to watch pitch. He is so much fun. He and then Chris Gerard comes back. They both pitch deep seven, eight innings. They're looking great. And the team has no run support at all. Um, Virginia Tech was winning or tied in each of those games at Duke in the middle of the eighth inning and lost all three. Whether that's bad luck, whether that's bad situational hitting, probably a combination of both. This team just hasn't been able to get a win. Uh, similar to that, they had pretty good starting pitching against Notre Dame, who is, I believe, up to number seven in the nation right now. Um, against Notre Dame, first game, they had nine hits, only two runs. Second game, five hits, no runs. Third game, 11 hits, one run. I mean, they're just not able to get guys across home plate. And it's you know, it's becoming really difficult on those starting pitchers who are pitching their hearts out and there's not getting any run support. And then the bullpen's coming behind them. And the bullpen has been not great all year. They've been better in some cases, but it's just not getting the job done. Um, and the 13 losses uh, since this slide started with that Georgia Tech series you mentioned, six of those 13 losses are credited to the bullpen. That is a very, very high number. And it's, it's just been a lack of command, a lack of making the good plays. And uh, it's one of things where you always thought, oh, they're going to get out of it. They're going to get out of it. And they just never have. When you look at the areas of need moving forward um, for 2022 and success beyond that, what would you say are the biggest focal points for Coach Chef and this, uh, and this assistant staff to succeed moving forward? Uh, they just need these guys to play baseball games. I mean, with all the youth on this team, it is, I mean, they've had games this year where eight of the nine players in the batting lineup were freshmen. I mean, we're not talking, we're talking about 18, 19, maybe 20 year old guys right now. And a lot of those guys, especially the true freshmen, they didn't have a senior year of baseball. They didn't play travel baseball. They didn't play high school baseball. So they are coming from 
travel ball in the summer of their junior year of high school to going up against future MLB pitchers in the ACC, going up against some of the best batters in the nation. Um, you can't expect the guys to kind of come in and play 40, 50 games of really, really good baseball consistently when they just simply haven't had that much experience playing high level baseball. I mean, that comes in so many ways. It comes in your command with your pitchers and their velocity, uh, you know, simple size and strength with hitting Virginia tech had a lot of home runs to start this season, but it's really died down the second half. And then simple things like situational hitting, right? Guy on third with one out, try to get a sack fly. They haven't been able to do that. Bunting just hasn't been that good. Um, it's just they haven't really looked like a mature team because they're not a mature team. I mean, that series against Notre Dame, almost every player Notre Dame was putting out there was three, four years older than our players. I mean, they were grown men. And they just need a lot of experience. Um, and I also think they, they need to get some bullpen arms. They have a really good recruiting class coming in, which I don't think Virginia Tech has ever had a good recruiting class in baseball. Um, I, I think they're going to have some true freshman arms pitching next year because uh, they, they do need some, a, a little something different in the bullpen. You mentioned the recruiting class coming in uh, this year where they have the 31st ranked recruiting class coming in with two players in the top 100. Highly encourage you to check that out. That is very exciting news. When you look at the roster that we currently have, what excites you about VT baseball moving forward? Well, what I'll say about that 31 is I think if you think in terms of football recruiting, you're like, oh, 31, that's like, okay. There are like 330 Division I baseball teams. And if you think about simple location of where Tech is, I mean, not only everyone in the SEC you're dealing with, everyone in the Big 12 is a big program. And then you go out to California and all those programs like UC Irvine, uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, Long Beach State, those kind of programs, it's like, if you're finishing 31st in recruiting, you are a, I mean, top 10% of all of college baseball. That is phenomenal. So, I mean, that is a an exceptional number. And then I would just say bright spots is all of these guys come back and they're all going to be better. Um, I mean, guys like Tanner Schobel, uh, Jack Hurley, they, they've played pretty much every game this season and they are going to be extremely good baseball players. But the number one guy is Gavin Cross. If you don't know the name Gavin Cross, you need to get used to it because I, I tweeted this out and I, I'm going to stick by it. He can potentially be one of, if not the best baseball player in Virginia Tech history. Um, right fielder, right fielder, he's a left-handed batter. First team all ACC this year. First team all freshman ACC as well. He's hitting 321. And, and keep in mind, uh, a few weeks ago, he was hitting about 400. He has an OPS of 980, which has also gone down significantly. Nine doubles, eight home runs. He can play the field. He can steal bases. I believe he still has the Tennessee state record in high school for stolen bases. Um, he can run. He can throw. He can hit for power. He can hit for average. He can field. Um, he is he is very, very good at baseball. And I think they're going to – they have a lot of talent. 
I mean, they have a lot of talent. I've said it also. I think Nick Bittison and Tanner Schobel at um, second and shortstop, respectively, they can be one of the better middle infields Tech has ever seen. Um, Nick Bittison is coming off a sol- shoulder surgery, and he hasn't really gotten back to his full self, but he is one of the more talented players on this team. And then Tanner Schobel is like 18 years old and playing shortstop in the ACC. It's crazy. So this team has so much talent that is not only good for Virginia Tech, but like they're going to be a top-end ACC talented team. And I don't think you usually see that <laughs> out, out of Virginia Tech baseball. There, there's not a lot of history. So a lot let's put a when you look at the roadmap or you look at how we're going to measure success what is your expectation for this team where uh how are we measuring success is this a team that should be hosting a regional is this a team that'll be making noise competing for acc championships moving forward how are you kind of measuring the success of virginia tech baseball with all this talent that they have on the roster well this season they they should be in a much better position than they are. Um, they were they were looking at a two seed in a regional, which is the top 32 team in the country. They were looking at that for pretty much the entire season until the last few weeks. Um, really, they just needed one series win, and the resume would have been good, and they just haven't been able to get that. So this team should have been in the tournament and, and making noise this year. Um, We'll see. They can still win the ACC tournament. They play UVA today at three. Um, basically, if they don't win that one, they're out because of how the tiebreaker rules for the ACC tournament go. So they, they have a chance. But I think moving forward, you would I would think of it a lot like the basketball program. You kind of want them perennially in the top half to top third of the ACC always making the NCAA tournament chance to make a run. That's kind of what you're going to expect from Virginia tech baseball going forward. Now I will say ACC baseball is maybe even tougher than ACC basketball, just because of the depth. I mean, the bottom two teams in the ACC this year in wake forest and Boston college, they have four or five like legit MLB players, not AAA, not AA, like MLB players on their teams. The depth is insane in the ACC. I think Virginia Tech should, they're going to get there. With the talent on the roster now, they're going to be a really darn good baseball team next year and the year after. Um, but again, it's, it's playing in the ACC is just a gauntlet. And this is a team who, I, I don't know if you want to say that they're going to compete for ACC championships right off the bat, but they're going to make some noise for sure. That's exciting. I'm really fired up about this team, fired up to get back at English field. Um, again, it's, it's tremendous. The strides that we have made um, over these past couple of years, and it's been a blast following along. Um, I wanted to also take a second and shout out uh, Packy Naughton, uh, ninth round pick from the 2017 MLB draft. Packy had a no-hitter going through seven and two-thirds innings uh, in his debut with the Salt Lake Bees, a AAA organization out in Utah. Uh, he finished his, sla- his slash line, or I guess not slash line, his, his throwing line uh, with 7.2 innings pitched, one hit, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Um, there's a guy to definitely keep your eye on moving forward here um, and has just continued to climb the ranks um, and been doing a great job representing the program. Um, so I want to shout out Packy Naughton for sure. Sam, 
Uh, what can we expect? Do you have anything in the pipe going coming out? I know we have a season wrap up coming up. Um, what can we expect from you? Yeah, I'm going to look to wrap up the season. Um, considering that they don't make the NCAA tournament, which I, I do not think they will be able to unless they win the ACC tournament this year. So, um, I'll have a season wrap up coming up shortly. Um, really just looking at kind of the big picture like we've talked about, but also looking towards the future. This is a really exciting program. It, it's been disheartening the last month and a half. It really has. And, um, but looking forward, nothing but excited about this program. Um, and, you know, we talk about just kind of put it towards football. If you talk about facilities and English field and what they're doing with the Weaver Baseball Center and stuff, Virginia Tech is top notch across the board. Um, it is it's going to be really exciting. So I'm going to look into that as well as the season ones down here. Awesome. And uh, further news on the ACC tournament, keep your eye out on the Instagram. Lauren Hensley and Madeline Myrick will actually be taking over the Instagram as they check out the games in the beautiful, beautiful field right in Charlotte, North Carolina. A really, really cool um, venue to be hosting the ACC tournament. Um, but excited to see what we can do and excited for the future. And Sam, I uh, really appreciate you joining us here on a midweek podcast and looking forward to uh, everything to come in the future. Hey, man, anytime. I'm um, excited about two hours from now. First pitch against UVA on ACC Network Extra uh, for anyone. It's probably going to come out after that, but exciting. It, let's see if they can pull off a miracle. <laughs> Appreciate it, Sam. Best of luck with your move, and uh, congratulations again on graduation. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand by. Saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know just what you're thinking 